Let's go! Cool kids step to the front. Cool kids. Too sweet sign for the click. Bitch, you don't work there. I feel like I need a shower just looking at you. Gotta get ready quick. What the fuck does that mean? Come on. They ain't been the same ever since. What? We cut the head off of the You're gonna be single for the rest of your life. Brought Lesnar on the beast. Look at the heat. Look at the heat. Whole new swag with the pass on the tag. Coming live from the west to the east. Better recognize on the mouthpiece. See the power level got a little bit of a little bit of a little bit of a little Greetings and salutations, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, non-binary pals, and everybody in between. Welcome back to the Gresham Leafs Podcast. This is episode 29 of this, I can't even say illustrious podcast, but yeah, we're, we're getting up there at, at this point in time. But yo, as always, I am the voice that does the most Gresh. Joining me as always is someone who is bundled up because she might be sick. She might not be. I don't know. She's, she looks like she's half sleep and all that good stuff, but she is... Joining me as always is the Queen of Rebels herself. Swallow the Bandit, what's good with your family? I know you look a little sleepy. Nah, it's not sleepy. It's completely something else. That's why I'm very cold right now. <laughs> very, very uh, cold. Let's, 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 let's hope it's not cold. All right. Oh, all no, right. no, no, all no, right. no, 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 no. All right. All right. We're cool. But she still, even though she's sick, she still decided to come join the party, even though if it was me, I probably would have been somewhere asleep but i understand i understand where you're coming from i understand why you do what you do but if i understand why you the viewers are doing what you're doing because you are listening to us talk about professional wrestling all the good stuff here on the Gresham Leafs podcast we are inching closer and closer it is december 1st 2022 so we are inching closer and closer to the end of the year we literally have two I still, more i'm still trying to process that <laughs> <laughs> we I'm literally like, have one december yeah, facts. facts. We literally have one more episode before our end of the year awards, which will be co-hosted by Mr. Highlight Reel himself. But we will be handling that. That, but then, but, but before we do that, we got to still get through today's episode, and that is what we're going to be talking about this week in professional wrestling, from the fallout from Survivor Series War Games to NXT continuing to build to NXT Deadline to MJF. His first promo as AEW World Heavyweight Champion. I'm pretty sure Swallow didn't really catch the modern stuff. She probably scrambled in there here and there. She probably caught up to it because she's a busy woman. Uh, but I got you guys covered on that front. But we got you covered on the headline for this week's episode, which is a retro review where we will be taking a look back at the SmackDown Iron Man match between Brock Lesnar and Kurt Angle for the WWE Championship is what they promoted. They promoted it as an Iron Man, a 60-minute Iron Man match, but we'll talk about it as we get there. But it, it was it was two Boy, beastie men. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was it was two beastie men uh clashing it out. And I enjoyed the show more than I probably should have, mainly because I, I don't mind seeing two grown men fighting for <laughs> you, you know how i am but for those of you who are new around here hey this is the gresham Lee's podcast and we got a lot a stacked show for you guys but before we move on to today's show we got to give a shout out to our patreon backers it's a new month so we got to keep doing this and we appreciate you guys for doing what you you do you you part from your hard-earned money to basically sponsor the podcast as well as sponsor Anything that is going on in the Gresh brand, because all your money is going towards what we do here 
as well as but um patreon exclusive content is we, we've been on a little hiccup because of the holidays literally thanksgiving was literally last week so we, we and i've i'm literally in the middle of the show right now so i i doing the show then i'm i came here to hop on the podcast and make sure we we get you guys here for the podcast but i'm i'm going to make it my my point in time to get you at least one or two watching vibe uh segments over on patreon patreon.com slash crush digital I'm, I'm trying to get you guys some more content because i know i'll go out of town this monday through wednesday or thursday so i'll try my best to get you guys some type of content for patreon like this is the holidays we trying to rack up the coins so we can celebrate the holidays with our, our family and friends the proper way so you know how that is but if you haven't already make sure you guys check out the uh watching vibes episodes one and two they are available now with a new one like i said will be coming very very soon but those who are new it's just one dollar to join and watching vibes available for all tiers so if you want to join the club you can do so today might as well talk about uh this week in wrestling uh I'm, i might as well i shouldn't should i even bother asking you did you watch anything from monday night raw no. Uh, uh, the, the this awkward silence is <laughs> all the proof that this I is a lot <laughs> like if for those of you who are, are not watching on YouTube oh, uh yeah she, she gave me this awkward silence just <laughs> like uh so um what had happened was uh <laughs> the this thing called life I um, <laughs> I, I, I couldn't I uh, couldn't I I couldn't like tap in. Uh, <laughs> like uh ooh, uh how we how we do this um how do I word <laughs> this? <laughs> like uh hmm um mm, uh, uh I don't know. Uh, oh, uh but yo, I got you covered. Uh we're not gonna really haunt it too much on it because we're gonna try to get to the uh <laughs> oh we're gonna talk about raw. So <laughs> she's they said no raw. Yeah, we're going to talk a little bit about Raw because we're going to basically catch people up who don't um, watch it. Uh, it's basically the fallout from Survivor Series War Games, which we are actually reviewed here on the podcast. If you haven't already, make sure you check out that review. It was featuring Highlight Reel. Uh, it was a good it was a good, it was a good, time for us. But uh, we started off the show with uh, Becky Lynch kicked off the show by igniting a three-on-one brawl against Damage Control, and she held her own. Literally, she just whooped three grown women's asses all over... All over the show, she was in the crowd. It was, it was a nice little feel good moment. So shout out to Bob because uh, Becky loves loves her some Bob. That's okay. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, Becky loves her some loves her some Bob. So uh, shout out Bob. Uh, and damage and Bailey broke pr- practically broke the internet because she was wearing leather. Uh, yeah, respectfully. Um, we, we, yeah, yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hunter on that. Uh, Rhea Ripley and uh, versus Mishin. Uh, Mia Yim ended in a no contest. We'll talk about Rhea Ripley and Dom in just a second. Uh, then we had the Judgment Day defeating the OC in an eight person tag team match. They didn't really say mixed tag team, so I'm pretty sure they're trying to test the waters on, uh, I guess you can say the the intergender era but even though i doubt they will go all the way because of the sponsors and all this stuff but uh let's talk a little bit about <laughs> about dom and and rhea ripley i don't even say dominic mysterio anymore because uh we all know um rhea ripley wears the pants in the relationship 
Uh, in a video posted by WWE on Thanksgiving Day, Dominic and Rhea Ripley showed up at Rey Mysterio's house, and the duo forced their way into the house when Rey tried to close the door. And we talked about it on Saturday with uh, with our Survivor Series post-show review, and they laid his ass up. During an appearance on the November 30th episode of WWE's The Bump, when asked to explain his actions, Dominic stated, and I quote, because he had his Christmas tree up before November. I mean, it was over. So this man whooped this man's ass because he had his Christmas tree up before November. Damn, Dom, you kind of growing on me with that line right there. He continued, wow. honestly, he doesn't deserve to just be living peacefully. You know, I had to live with, with his shadow my whole life, so I'm hoping to cast a big shadow over him and just keep torturing him as much as I can. Yeah, we're not gonna we're not gonna live in fantasy land, Dom. As I drink some water, cause my throat getting a little little dry. <laughs> but uh, we're not uh we're not living in fantasy land. Rhea Ripley um was also asked about the situation, and she made it clear that they wanted to enjoy Thanksgiving with the family, but Ray shut them out. She said this, and I quote: "It was great. We went in there trying to be nice." trying to be civil we were hoping that we could have a nice little family get together and just have thanksgiving together enjoy it but ray once again shut the door on dominic he disrespected myself and dominic by closing that door so i wasn't having it then of course he called me a name and dominic snapped i mean that's what happens when you're a bad influence in front of the children at the table he's trying to take the spotlight for himself and we're not going to stand for it first <laughs> he said the picture don't have the case. First, yeah. Joe Gacy and now Dominic Mysterio is growing on me a little bit. Like they got a lot the way to go before I just start say, singing their praises. But if they do more stuff like that, then you got my attention. But until then, continue to do whatever it is you do. Uh, next up, we had uh, the Bloodline. It was Bloodline hours. It was bloodline hours. Bloodline hours. <laughs> yeah, you had Jimmy, Jimmy Uso, Jay Uso, Sammy Uso, and Solo Sikoa. Uh, they was they was repping the bloodline on Raw, and you and you got a picture that we never saw coming, and that was all three Usos in a in unison. Sammy Uso, Jay Uso, Jimmy Uso, just hugging it out, trying to egg on Solo Sikoa. To join in on the group hug, he was he was tempted, but he was but then obviously Kevin Owens came out and got into an emotional exchange with uh, Sammy Uso about being done. You know, it, it felt it felt a little raw. If you haven't checked this, pun intended. If you haven't checked out this uh, segment, I suggest you do so. Uh, it was pretty good. This and the main event, uh, it was pretty good with that. So basically, it was where Kevin Owens was like, uh, "I'm done." I'm done with you. I wish you well. I, I I wish you the best, but I'm t- I'm tired of fighting you. I don't want to team with you. I don't want to fight with you. I'm I'm done. Basically, it so, seemed that way to me. Because especially like while I was watching, like while we were watching uh Survivor Series War Games, I was just like, can y'all just go ahead and fight, get this out of the way, like do what you do. Oh what yeah, they've been fight- they've been literally fighting for. <laughs> you can't really. You can't really say Sami <laughs> Zayn without Kevin Owens, or you can't, you can't really mm-hmm. say El Generico without Kevin Steen. So true. Respectfully, respect, respect yeah. for that. Um, I enjoyed that second before it was because it, it kind of got you. It, it, it pulled on my my strings a little bit. I'm like, dang, it felt real. So and it basically ended with Kevin Owens saying, 
yeah, I want I want them to see, finally see you get the respect that you you deserve. But then Kevin Owens said, you know what? I want to fight you, J- J- main event Jey Uso. And Jey Uso stood up for Sammy. So it was a whole big deal. So I appreciate that that little segment. And then what I also appreciate is the return of a boys, the Street Profits. Uh, Montez okay. Ford finally medically cleared to compete. So he they competed um, in a tag team match against Alpha Academy, which obviously the Street Profits won. Uh, shout out to Monte Ford for legitimately body slamming Otis, that man strong as hell for no damn reason, no <laughs> damn reason at all. And also, for, speaking of no damn reason, WWE, I don't know what what's taking y'all so long, but y'all need to start selling these Street Profits jerseys. Like that's that's y'all right. literally sitting on a y'all literally sitting on a money mate, a money a gold mine right now, and it's like what what's the point? What are y'all doing? Come on, get the merch. Like, look at look at the drip on this. Tripping like, me out. Like, right yo, that's that's literally you can literally make easy make money on off of that. So what are you doing? What are we doing here? Come on, huh? Come on. Crazy. Crazy. Uh obviously the street probably picked up the winner that because it's their first match back. I doubt they were gonna have them lose like that. Uh <laughs> and then Seth Rollins. Oh boy. This this guy here <laughs> came out dressing like a hoochie daddy. Oh my goodness! Full of lace. This outfit inter- interrupting Austin Theory, the new United States champion. He's dressed out of his mind. I ain't gonna lie, I probably wear that. <laughs> I probably wear that. Like, I, 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 I searched it on 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 Monday, but then. They were sold out. I'm like, well, damn. All right, I'll try next year. <laughs> I'll try next year. I might wear it for um for my 29th or 30th birthday. Yeah, I'm yeah. Just say, just say, fuck it, and just wear it. The shorts yeah, he, too. No, nah, he mean, basically hope. he's he's wearing the shorts so that you won't see his dick. <laughs> yeah, true. Because <laughs> <laughs> all that is see through. Literally everything from top to bottom see through. Because so. literally, I could. Like I wouldn't mind wearing something like that for my twenty ninth or thirtieth birthday, but I would literally like turn it into a dope dress, like for sure. No, Just man. because like, I don't wear that. I don't wear it. Yes, I don't wear that. Let's let's get it. Let's it's get actually it. not that bad. <laughs> that was Come on, nice. <laughs> Then uh, obviously, like I said, he he basically confronted theory, and I, and I like what Seth is doing. He's basically getting you to talk about him while being serious in that ring because mm-hmm. his his outfits gets more out of pocket every week he's now getting to the point where i want to watch raw every week to see what the hell this man is gonna wear <laughs> that's how that's how it is at this point because this man is literally just wearing whatever he wants whenever he wants but obviously they're continuing the feud with the uh, austin theory it's a new serious austin theory if this was the austin theory that they debuted from day one, I probably would have been more interested, but we'll see how they go with this. Because the old Austin Theory with the selfie obsessed and all that stuff, he was under Vince's regime. Now this is under Triple H. So we'll see where he takes this new and improved Austin Theory. Because they keep calling him the new and ruthless bot, but you're still coming out with A-Town down like you're, from, like you're not from McDonough. But um, anyway... Uh yeah, so they basically continued that 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 little tease there, and then we had uh Austin not Austin, um uh, Dexter Loomis 
defeating the Miz in a anything goes match to win a WWE contract and to finally get the money that he is owed from the Miz. So he finally got the he finally got the coin. He finally got the bag. He was giving handing out legit hundred dollar bills to literally every, almost every kid he can see. And I'm like, hey dog, uh, I'm gonna need you to. And then he had this little C clamp on his head for some reason. Like the Miz put a C clamp on his head, and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Why? Uh, but yeah, that was <laughs> that was that. But obviously, Miz tried to take the take the money back, but then Johnny Gargano came out and helped him. So Dexter Loomis has a job and he has money. Now I'm gonna need him to go get his woman from NXT. I'm gonna need him to go get his wife and bring her to Raw or SmackDown. I don't care. Cause she's literally just chilling in NXT. I mean, she's doing something, obviously, but she's just chilling. Then we had uh the Candice LeRae defeating Dakota Kai, Queen Co- uh not Queen, King Coda. Sorry about that. Uh yeah, she defeated Dakota Kai in a barn burner of a match. I was I would suggest you check that out if you want something else to watch. That was a that was a fun match in my in my book. And yeah, she she defeated her with the uh top rope net breaker, so you you can't get that out of the way but um also I, I got a simple question what's up with the women's tag team titles triple h uh there's no division again just just get rid of the titles man just, just switch them out for a mid-card title or something like you got the raw smackdown women's title just get just give them a um just give them a what you call it a, a intercontinental or television title to battle all, all on over when they are when the women's and world when the women's world titles are pretty much preoccupied give them something because there's there and i don't mean no makeshift tag teams either and then obviously in the main event uh kevin owens defeated main event jay uso in another like the matches on this show were fun like it didn't feel like nothing was pointless nothing wasted time the matches on this show i enjoyed my my matches of the night was candace versus dakota the main event Street Profits and Alpha Academy. And the uh, opening match, which was turned into an eight-person tag. And hopefully, it's the end of the OC versus the Judgment Day, because I'm done with that. And yeah, obviously, Kevin Owens picked up the win over main event, Jay Uso. And that was raw. That was literally... Like I said, it wasn't a. It was it, three hours is still too damn long for any show that you watch. That for any wrestling show, I don't care wh- how good the show is. It's just some of the shit just be too long. But this one didn't really drag too much. But uh, let's talk NXT. Okay. All right, NXT. It was pretty much the go home, if you will, the final build to, uh, NXT, not final build, like the second to final build to NXT uh, Deadline, their final premium live event, pay-per-view for those old school heads who don't want to call it pay-per-view anymore. But it's basically the the final build to the final build. Because they the, the, prom, the prominent of the night was basically, they had a, a Hall of Fame panel t- determining who was going to be on the uh, in the Iron Survivor Challenge matches for the men and the women that will take place at NXT Deadline, which will be next Saturday on the 10th, I believe, I'm if I'm not mistaken. 
Uh, and there's another pay-per-view that's supposed to go on the same day, but the build has been done existent. But I'm not I'm gonna talk about that when we get to the AEW portion because it's pretty much owned by the same fucking guy. Uh we start off the show with uh Indy Hartwell losing to uh Roxanne Perez in a pretty decent opener in my book. Um Roxy continues to show up and show out. Indy is dope. Like I said, during the raw portion, where is Dexter? Come save your wife from NXT. Um, then we had uh, another note that I wrote down. Rocks and Indy's music sound like some shit that would be good elevated music on a reboot reboot of The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. So that would be a good thing right there. Uh, then we had uh, Dominic, not Dominic, he, uh, Dijak. Dijak defeating, uh, what's his name? Uh, Dante Shin. I probably butchered that. My bad. It was a. It was basically a presentation match where they were just showcasing uh, Dijak, uh, the repackaged Dijak, and then after the match, Dijak cut this cart 2022 Cartoon Network ass promo where he promised to deliver justice to any and everyone in NXT locker room. And then I wrote down, why does this man, why like why does this just for men giant sound like Batman? Cause you want me, you, you want to know how he sound? I really do. How uh, how long has he been wrestling? He's been wrestling for years. Oh wow! He sounds like I'm trying. Okay. Welcome to justice. Justice for all. I am tired of the games. I am tired of the bullshit. And I was just fabricasting. He, he was just he was just talking like his entire promos, the entire night was just I'm like, all right, what is this? Oh, so it was just it was just corny. Like it, was, just, it, was cor- it, it was corny. It was it was legit corny. Like I was gonna I, ask, I, like, was this segment just long or was it just like no, his promo it it it, it felt like some shit that they, that you will you would write for a kids TV show. Dang. And it's like I appreciate them repackaging Dijak from the T bar stuff, but man, if you gonna have him be, uh, it's like they're they're forcing him to be a character just to be a character. Like there's no reason, there's not no no real. He's like he's, and it's like, like I'm saying jokes like he's the big tall boss man. <laughs> he's the big tall this. He's the big tall that. So I'm like, uh, hmm. all right. But like I said, it was it like I, I, it wasn't a it wasn't a complete squash, but it, it was what it was. And then we had the WWE Hall of Famer panel announce the Iron Survivor Challenge participants. It was Shawn Michaels, X Pac, Road Dog, Medusa, Alondra Blaze, and Molly Holly. The four competitors announced for the men's match: Carmelo Hayes. Well, matter of fact, yeah. For this, for might as well, I might as well pull up the uh, graphics for the NXT deadline so people can know exactly who I'm talking about on the YouTube side. But uh, for the participants for the men's is none other than, like I said, Carmelo Hayes, JD McDonough, big ass head, uh, JD McDonough, Grayson Waller, and Joe Gacy. 
And then there's the there's the wild card that will be announced. Like I'll talk about that in just a minute. And then the for the women's uh side was for for that was announced was Roxanne Perez, Cora Jade, Zoe Stark, and Kiana James. Now with you both, you probably saw the uh blank spot where it says wild card, uh, with one spot in both matches up for grabs and two respective triple threat matches on the go home edition of NXT with the winners advancing to NXT deadline on Saturday. The graphic confirms it will be on Saturday. So how Which will all, so you, I was just gonna ask like what time is like it's supposed to be like how long they're going for between each match. Oh yeah. Uh so basically it'll be 25 minutes per match for the Iron Survivor Challenge where it's basically like if you've ever seen the championship scramble. Oh shit. If you've ever seen the championship scramble for um that they did back at Unforgiven 2008 for the WWE Championship and the World Heavyweight Championship, it's oh, that okay. plus uh elimination. It's like it's basically that plus Iron Man match. So they basically combine a championship scramble with an Iron Man match and whoever has the most points at the end of the 25 minutes is the winner and they become the number one contender for the NXT and the NXT Women's Championship respectfully. Cool. That's, so not, it, that's not bad. It's not bad. Hopefully they get creative with it because like I said, you're asking me to worry about numbers full of THC. You're just asking <laughs> for trouble at this point. Jeez. Uh, and the other point. match that was in, in, <laughs> exactly. And the other match that was announced was this match which was uh Apollo Crews challenging Braun Breaker for the NXT Championship. They had a nice little sit down segment where they was in a um diner and Apollo was like he still he still believe he's Raven Baxter for some reason with his Dax or Raven Visions. Um other than that I'm intrigued because I know in ring they both gonna kill it, and Braun Breaker has been one of the highlights of NXT. Uh, okay. Then we had uh, Grayson Waller defeat Duke Hudson. The story of this was basically can uh, Duke Hudson be trusted? Thea Hale and her facials continue to pop me every week. I watch the show. Like I said, it was a, it was a solid show. Like it didn't feel like it was a a drag this week. But that's just me. Um, Kiana James defeated Fallon Henley. It was a solid match there. And Axiom defeated Big Body Javi, Javier Bernal. Uh, Javi's interview segments with uh, Mackenzie Mitchell backstage have been hilarious. He introduced the world to the BBC. Oh, Lord. The Big Body Cologne. Oh, goodness. <laughs> the fat... <sighs> The fact is big body cologne that just <laughs> oh gosh. Watch everybody else gonna start saying that. The BBC? The BBC. The BBC. Every every time it's gonna be and hashtag BBC, hashtag the BBC, hashtag cologne, like <laughs> hashtag big body, like yo, we get it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Man, <laughs> the big body experience. Oh my goodness! Titillating our juices. They don't nobody want to say BBL no more. It's gonna be BBC in a little while. Like that's too no, much. They've been saying BBC, but not the way. They, 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 yeah, they, yeah, it ain't. It yeah. ain't that way. It ain't what you think it is. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah it's something yeah. else. 
Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. You're trying to get PG with it right now. <laughs> no, I ain't. I ain't PG. That's the funny thing about it. I am exactly. not a PG individual. <laughs> oh man. I am not a PG individual. Oh, uh, next up, we had Julius Creed defeat JD McDonald, big ass head, uh, via disqualification. The two men battled into Indusheer, uh, that is uh, Veer Mahan and what is his name? His partner is literally escaping me. Uh, basically, they came, um, which seemingly sparked Creed's offense as he approached or proceeded to hit McDonald with a power slam and delayed suplex, all while staring down Indusheer. So, they basically, continuing to tease. Attack match between the Creed brothers and the two and the two teams. Uh, while on the outside, McDonald grabbed a steel chair. Well, shout out McDonald for continuing to put on bangers and burners every week, but he's been doing that. But he he grabbed a steel chair, and in an attempt to hit Creed, Sanga pushed him out of harm's way and absorbed the shot. And they were literally Sanga. That's his name. Sorry, Sanga. Yeah. So the, he absorbed the shot, and then they looked. And JD was like, "Yo, hold on, um, that was an accident." My my bad. That was that was good. But McDonald was disqualified for uh from the match and the share told the Creed brothers straight up. They're like, yo, we want you at a hundred percent. We want you hundred percent when we eventually face off. And that was that. Uh Malik Way, not Malik, not that match. Uh Malik defeated uh was defeated by uh Von Wagner, Malik Blade, he was he was fired up immediately attacking Von Wagner after Wagner ripped the sweater of Blade's late father last week. And I wrote down, why the fuck didn't you just go get it patched up, my guy? You mad about a sweater vest? Just go get it patched up. Ask me, Uncle Bella, to make some make a YouTube tutorial or something since she's sewing her own her own gear. Right. So just there's so many ways you could have avoided this ass whooping, but and uh Robert Stone, I'm gonna need you to not wear that suit ever again. <laughs> and then in the main event, it was uh Toxic Attraction. They defeated uh Nikita Lyons and Caden Carter and Katana Chance after an attack by Zoe Stark early in the night left Nikita Lyons with an injured knee, but she kept the word and team with the NXT women's tag team champions, Caden Carter and Katana Chance to take on Toxic Attraction. And then there was a point in the match where Nikita she attempted to do a spinning kick. If you've ever, if you've been on Twitter for the past like three or four days, they've been they've been picking at it. But she attempted to do a spinning kick. But you know how sometimes when you 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 jump and you land on your plant on your bad leg, you your leg yeah. buckle. Yeah. She she didn't do that. So what she did was she did a full jump and clutched her leg mid air, mm. and then she fell straight down like she wanted to break dance. And that made her look hella goofy. Oh, goodness. Because I've, I've seen people, because typically in wrestling, they try to tell you sell moves and stuff. When, you, when you're when you selling a knee injury, typically you plant your leg and let it buckle, and then you fall. Uh-huh. You don't you don't clamp it in mid, mid after you just did a full-ass jump. Nah. Like nothing's wrong, and then you're like, oh, shoot, I got to sell. Nah, nah, bro. It looked goofy. <laughs> <laughs> it looked goofy. You playing? And then obviously, mm-hmm. and then obviously a high low from Dolan and 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 Jane or an attempt at one because you can see uh, she ain't kicking nothing. Gigi's no. not kicking nothing. I'm she, say, she, is she kicking the opposite way? She she they mistimed it. <laughs> That's all. Yeah, they mistimed it. 
but they basically defeated and pinned Nikita to pick up the win all while Starks, uh Auntie Starks looked on from the crowd. And that was NXT. That was that was NXT. Like I said, it was a solid episode of NXT. I didn't really I didn't hate it. I didn't um I wouldn't say it was like you had your you had your top moments, you had uh your top matches, excuse me. It was uh Roxanne Perez, the opening match, and then you had the uh Axum and Big Bot Body Hobby. And the character wise the character wise, they're all still pretty good and uh pretty solid. And hopefully NXT deadline is a killer show. I know they got one more episode before the uh PLE, which is next Saturday. And hopefully it is a barn burner, if you if you ask me. Let's talk about AEW Dynamite. Boom, boom, light the fuse. Like the fuse has been lit. Boom, boom, dynamite. Uh John Moxley, he kicked off the show. He, he kicked off dynamite. He said you know, I grew up about 90 miles from here when I first started. I wrestled here all the time in the Salvation Army gym. That was a long time ago. This has been a crazy-ass ride. You never know what's around the corner, but there are three constants in the world. Death, taxes, and John Moxley. Man. There is nobody that can outwork me, out-hustle me, out-wrestle me, out-bleed me, literally, because yeah, they that, almost that's every, a every, fact. Or out-sweat me. I didn't get a chance to watch this and uh, and... <laughs> Yeah, that's a, yeah, that's that, so accurate. That's an accurate depiction of yourself, Mr. Moxley. Uh, I am at the top of the food chain. I do what I want. I say what I want. This AEW ring belongs to me, and you can bet your ass there is not a man in this building that has the balls to come out here to look me in the eyes and tell me any different. And then Hangman Adam Page made his return for the first time since his uh, concussion. His music hit. And Hangman marched right towards John Moxley in the ring, got in his face. Moxley said, you sure you want to do this, man? After what happened last time? Oh, I'm sorry. Do you not remember the last time? He basically mm. mocked, he basically he basically asked him to get to punch him in the face. That's basically all that John yeah, Moxley like, did. Yeah, this is like a provoke right here. He basically, <laughs> he basically verbally provoked him. And, he, and, they, and they got into it. They got into it. Uh, Hangman decked Moxley with a big right hand. Moxley sent Hangman crashed into the barricade. Security ran down to prior Moxley and Page apart. And then there was a moment where John Moxley fell trying to run up the ramp. And I could not control my laughter at all. Because he, it's like he, he ran up. It was so much going on. He tried to run up the side. And then his foot slipped off the, off the ramp. And he landed on the, um, the grail on the, oh, where they do the pyro and stuff. And I, I just could not stop laughing. But I I enjoy my, my, my brawls being sloppy, so I can't really hate it. Right. It was it was hilarious <laughs> for me. And then obviously later the cameras caught up with them still brawling backstage with both men being thrown out the building. So that, that was their way to get them out the building. Uh then we had Blackpool Comeback Clubs, American Dragon, Brian Danson defeat ROH, IWG AAA World Tag Team Champion, Dax Hartwood. The only thing I can I wrote down was this. This was a clinic. Both men should take a bow. I didn't bother taking notes. It was literally uh, everything you can ask for in a classic styles of matches. Like it was hard. It was literally just two grown men whooping. Literally, that's all. I can, that's how I best I can describe this match. They were just whooping each other's asses for no reason. And I and I and I put I wrote down. I said I, I think um Brian Danson should come out to the uh the Mozzie and Fetty Watt remix of this song. Cause they did a remix of uh, Brian Danson's "Born for Greatness" song, and I listened oh to it. It's on my playlist. I'm like, 
They should come out. He should come out to that at the pay per view. He should get them to wrap him out to the ring at least once or twice. Uh, Tony Schiavone was backstage with Absolute Ricky Starks. Uh, Starks said, "I would like to make an announcement. I'm entering myself into the battle royal that will take place next week, and I'm going to win it because I'm coming for everything you have, Max. I'm coming for your spot, everything you have. Guess what? I owe. I'm owed that as as well. And I wrote down. I forgot the Dynamite Diamond Ring was a thing." Renee Paquette was uh, backstage. Oh, not backstage. She was live via satellite with uh, the Jericho Appreciation Society. And you guessed it. The Blackpool Combat Club being Claudio Castagnoli and Willie. When I wrote this down, I didn't, I didn't bother writing down anything they said. I simply said, <laughs> oh, my, oh, my God, this shit is still going. Please shoot me. <laughs> I was just gonna earlier. I was just gonna say, okay, like they don't start off, they got on got turned up, and as soon as you said that, I was like, okay, wait. <laughs> like as soon as you started calling like a couple names, I was like, oh dang, like well, Jericho Appreciation like, Society and the BCC, they're still oh, a thing. Gosh. Uh, Claudio says he needs to beat Jericho at final battle because if he doesn't, he must join the JAS. And I wrote, that's news to me. So that is a stipulation. If Claudio loses to Jericho at uh, final battle, which is, you guessed it, on Saturday, <laughs> the 10th, uh, he must join the Jericho Appreciation Society. So the, back, the Blackpool Comeback Club is practically crumbling within. No. Oh. Uh, then Willow Yuta said at final battle, because he was there too for some reason, he said he's coming after the pure title and Daniel Garcia basically said, okay. And I said, okay. Let this end at okay. final battle. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Please let this end. And then I, and, I, and I wrote down literally after all the entire seven, I said, what, what, two things I wrote down. I said, wait, final battle is Saturday oh with little to no build? I said mm, final okay. battles next Saturday, and there's only two matches announced. Well, now three because I believe they just announced uh, Mercedes Martinez defending her Ring of Honor Women's World Championship against Athena. Uh, three matches. More than likely, the show's gonna cost like fifty bucks, give or take. I ain't paying for. I ain't paying that shit for three three matches. But this is what I'm gonna say. I'm about to say nothing. Uh, fifty dollars for who? What? I need that 50. Bump that. Mm -hmm. I need I got weed to buy. <laughs> okay. I, I need that 50 bucks. Like uh you, you tripping, tripping right now. Damn, I'm not mm -mm, nah, you, I'm good on that. <laughs> uh and then we had uh Ring of Honor world television champion and TNT champion Samoa Joe defeating AR Fox in a TNT championship open challenge match to retain his title. Uh, first off, shout out AR Fox. Congratulations are in order to AR Fox for signing with AEW as of Wednesday afternoon. He's officially on the roster after years and years of training. So many incredible talents, the likes of Alex Kane, uh, so many names that like anybody who's came through Atlanta knows who and trained at AR Fox's uh school here in Atlanta. So shout out to him for being signed. And 
I enjoyed this match because Joe was still being a troll every time AR tried to do some um, some high flying stuff. He 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 moved out of the way. Shout out to him. Uh, Samoa Joe basically AR AR fought during at the close of the match. AR jumped off the top rope, but Joe walked out of the way. He literally just did his walking gimmick. And Samojo landed a muscle buster on AR Fox and pinned him. And then Samojo, after the match, he said, Ladies and gentlemen, I would like to welcome you to a new and glorious era, for I am the one true king of television. Warlow appeared on the screen. Warlow, I hope you, Warlow said this, I hope you enjoy playing the role because I'm coming for what's mine, the TNT Championship. This is Warlow's world. So they're more likely going to do this match again, either on TV or on a pay per view one on one. We'll see how that goes. And then William Regal walked down to the ring. Ladies and gentlemen, your new AEW world champion, Maxwell Jacob Friedman. This was basically after Moxley was put out of the building, so that explains it. And then AEW world champion, new AEW world champion, MJF came to the ring. MJF hugged Regal in the ring. This is quite the promo. I'm gonna read, I, I wrote down literally what this man said because it was that good. Um, MJF said this I know you people aren't very bright but when the best wrestler on God, God's green earth is holding the microphone you keep your head bully mouth shut never change Max I'd like to tell you all how our unholy union came to be right after the firm attacked me Regal sent me an email it said Maxwell I see the potential in you to become the greatest villain ever this time don't this time don't grab the dynamite ring you must grab the brass ring we met behind closed doors, and I can say this man is a genius. He told me to use the brass knucks. He didn't just want me to beat John Moxley. He wanted me to leave Moxley with an emotional scar so he wouldn't forget the day he was outsmarted by MJF. Now, let's talk about the firm. I kind of respect the firm. They saw a weakness in me, and like sharks smelling blood in the water, they attacked. I would have done the same thing. If I ever harbored resent, resentment, I wouldn't go after them because it takes effort. I'm above that. Speaking of things I'm above, let's talk about this belt. When I became the AEW World Champion, I promised I would make changes around here. Out with the old and in with the new. When I look at this title, I see something that needs an upgrade. It's tacky. It's ugly. And it reminds me of the people who held this belt before me. This version of the title, much like all of you, is garbage. Mr. Regal, if you be so kind, Max then proceeded to throw the belt out of the ring and, and he unveiled a new big burberry belt it was a, it was his, like you you know the fabric of burberry and all that stuff so he's basically revealed his own version of the aew world championship mjf continued let me introduce you to the triple b and i'm like the triple b the big burberry belt this is now the most important most prestigious title in all of professional wrestling, and all because I'm the man holding it. No one, and I mean no one, deserves to be recognized as world champion except for me. And when he said that, I was like, so are you going to feud with Chris Jericho? Because I'm pretty sure he calls himself world champion with the Ring of Honor world title. Anyway, not any of the pieces of trash you guys push for. Not fake tough guys like Eddie Kingston. Fake tough guys like Ricky Starks and the worst of, and the worst of the worst fake wrestlers like Brian Danielson. No offense. In comparison to me, Brian Dancy couldn't wrestle his way out of a paper bag. Mr. Regal, you tried everything you could, but people can't be helped. And I wrote down, are you sure, Max? Because I'm like, bro, all the people you caught up can more than likely whoop your ass. 
<laughs> like, there's no way for that. Um, uh, speaking, and he continues speaking of people who can't be helped. Here is a message for everybody on my show. As long as I am in this company, you will never see, you will never know what it's like to be on top all the way until the bidding war of 2024 when I will use triple B as a bargaining chip. And the more this man said bidding war, like the more he keeps saying bidding war, bidding war, 24. I'm, I'm just basically going to start saying. Stop the cap. <laughs> Stop the cap right now. Stop the cap. No bullshit, bro. <laughs> cap. Man. You, 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 you telling me too much. I'm like, at this point. I'm not. I'm. I expect you to literally it like. Almost. It almost feels like it's like going. It's a spoiler now because you just you, like you're stop the cap. Giving information. <laughs> just stop talking. Just stop talking about it. Like just it's do great. what you do. Stop talking about it. Just, just, just do it. I don't want you. To, just stop. You know how they say that? What's that quote that some people say? Like it's better to move in silence sometimes. It's better to it's it's better to do to, to, to let your actions speak for yourself and not and not speak out loud because if you move in silence, you will get a better chance at success mm-hmm. than talking mm-hmm. out loud and everybody betting against you and you fail. Not only just betting against you and you fail, but then they cop the you know they cop the idea too. So there's that. Like just shut up. <laughs> but then that that kind of fits his character too, because he's he's full of shit character wise. Like he's full of shit, so he's going to brag about that. And then when it doesn't happen, he's going to make an excuse. That's literally the character. Do I see MJF going away in, from AEW in 2024? Maybe. If he, I doubt it at this point because you're talking about it too much. And that's the one thing about wrestling. You when you talk about it for so long and so much, I'm start I'm gonna start second guessing you. But we'll see. Uh <clears throat> let me see. He continued with uh let me make sure I got okay. He said he continued. If I'm being completely transparent, come 20, January 2024, I don't even know if a wrestling company wins the war because I'm getting sick of looking at wrestling fans on a weekly basis. Maybe Hollywood wins. Cap. Uh, but I'm not deaf. I know there is an interesting amount of you who were over the moon when I became champion. Sure, you can say that. But just call me Mystic Max because I predict you people are fickle. Because soon enough, you'll say I'm boring. I never wrestle. I always talk. He constantly makes his opponents jump through hoops, which is factual information. You literally did that in your feud with Cody and your feud with Jericho. It's literally, it's literally the same shit. You did it with Darby. It got boring after a while. I'm just gonna just gonna be real. And to those people, I say great, but you people will tune in every week. Not swallow. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> not not her. She like uh mm, uh triple B well, will be defending. Time to fast forward. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Triple B will be defended very rarely, and I will wrestle very rarely because I am a special attraction. To see me me wrestle nine times out of ten, you'll have to reach into your little pockets and pay your little money for a pay per view. Ladies and gentlemen, you are now in the era of MJF. Oh, I almost forgot, Mister Regal. I wanted to say, without these brass knucks, none of this is possible. 
for 40 years. You've given blood, sweat, and tears for this business. And that's why I want to say from the bottom of my heart, boom, MJF blindsided Regal, clocking him with the brass knuckles from behind. It caught me off guard. And I'm like, well, well, what the fuck? What just happened? Like, uh... God, <laughs> he basically said... He, MJF said, you, you said I had much to learn, but you made a deal with the devil. MJF then quoted the email Regal sent to him again as a way to pay him back for almost killing his dream. And he basically said call me when you had so he basically did the if you remember the promo he cut a few weeks ago where he was reciting the promo or the email that we regal read to him he basically said you just got played you yep. got played by the devil that's that what it looks like to me and then brian <laughs> danson sprinted to the ring to check on william regal before he was stretched out of the ring and shout out to the public enemies podcast because they said regal sold this attack like a family guy character Oh, you look, you look how he was propped like that, mm-hmm. like his legs all. They say he sold that like a Family Guy character. So they say <laughs> shout out to him for that. So I, <laughs> that that bust that that that, 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 that made me bust a gut. That was hilarious. Uh, Absolute Ricky starts defeated Ari Davari in the next match. Uh, Willow Nightingale defeated Jericho Appreciation Society's Anna J. AS. And I said, and I wrote down, what the fuck did they do to Anna J? She's just there, like she she used she was getting some momentum and then they just put her in the JAS and then she's just there. Uh, but Willow won. So got a, that's a plus for, for that. Uh, Anna, well, after the match, Anna J and uh, what you call it, Ty Conti, cause she was out there for some reason, uh, was, was hugging. And then Ruby Soho's music played and Ruby appeared in the ring behind Tay. Ruby and Tay began to brawl, but Tay got rocked with a headbutt from Ruby. Ruby smashed Tay with a destination unknown on the ramp, and now she is back. So she's back for revenge for Ruby for Tay breaking her her nose during their match at that pay per view during the summer. I believe it was all out. It might have been all out. So much shit went down at all out. Could have been there, but she's back. So I was happy to see her back with that. Um, next up, we had the TBS Women's Championship. Celebration with Champ Jay Cargill and the baddies Red Velvet and and Layla Gray. And when she walked out, I said Jade Cargill. And I I was embracing my inner Monty Brown. <laughs> ooh, ooh. <laughs> Monty Brown. I thought <laughs> <laughs> and the reason why, because she came out just like this. I was I was behooved. I was I was I was thrown off. She came out dressed in what appeared to be just money. Like it was literally money. Like nothing else was on, just money. But it but when I when she started moving and talking in the promo, I saw her shoulder move. It was basically skin tone, skin tight jumpsuit with money covering her, you know, parts. Yeah. It looked like a it looked like a bikini, and I heard nothing she said. I was just stunned lot the entire time. <laughs> so I had to uh, 
I had to so basically after this, let me take this off because I'm getting stone locked again. Uh I, after watching it back with my eyes closed, I had to watch I had to watch the segment back with my eyes closed because I'm like visually <laughs> I'm not paying attention. Uh, <laughs> Jade says she was done playing games with the baddies. She really didn't explain why she kicked Kira Hogan from the group. Uh Jade said either you two get in line or you can step because you two are eating off of me. And this entire company is eating off of me. I'm the brightest star this company has. Nobody has my body, my face, my aura. And I said, you got damn right. Uh, she said, I am the real deal. I am nothing but real. I create careers and Lil Bow Wow is a joke. A total I mean, joke. It's like still funny. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, it's about to get more funny. That's so it's funny. about to get more funny. I'm about to tell you this. Hold that thought. Uh, Bow Wow then appeared on the screen after sending footage using a 2005 BlackBerry phone because that footage was blurry as hell. And he's still fixated with Jade and he said he's coming to Dynamite real soon. Keep in mind, he wasn't there because he had just wrapped a tour, but uh, I didn't know he was on tour because I haven't been following this man's career since right. he dropped a little. Right, like, <laughs> <laughs> All right. it's all the time, sir. It's been a minute, uh, but I'm I'm trying to figure out why he said that I'm I'm kidnapped footage to dynamite. Like he, the whole background was just like he he had a hoodie on. He was it was literally like this man was kidnapped. Blackberry, that even made me laugh even more. Like that man was sent. That man sent them footage in 240p. <laughs> Not even 480. That was 240. That was 240. That wasn't even 480. That was 240p. Oh my goodness. It was blurry. I'm like, it, it could have been lighting. I don't know, but it just did not look like it was made oh in 2022. Gosh. It was made in 2005. Remember that? 40 wasn't even made, like, finished making out yet. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, buddy. Oh and then my. in the main event, it was the, it was the match number three in the best of seven series for the AEW World Trios Championship. It was uh, the Elite defeated Death Triangle surprisingly in match three. Like I said, this was a pretty it was pretty much the same match as last week. A little bit. It was in a way, if you pay attention, they they gave us three different matches, but it was, still felt the same because it's so high speed and, and fast paced. It was not bad, but. Please add a stipulation to the next match because I promise I will probably black out <laughs> by by the next match because I need I, I like more shenanigans in my matches. But it was a fun match. I enjoyed it. Uh, Pack went for the Black Arrow finisher, but Matt raised his knees into Pack's face and managed to pin Pack. So the next match will be basically a break. It will be uh, it will be the next match will take place in two weeks at Dynamite Winter is Coming. So they won't be next week because I'm pretty sure they're probably going to use that to find, to do last-minute builds to Ring of Honor Final Battle because Tony Khan still ain't gave Ring of, Ring of Honor a TV slot or YouTube, so whatever. And that was pretty much this week in professional wrestling. Like I said, this week, I, I didn't hate this week. I actually enjoyed this week a little bit. Uh, you can you can check it out if you haven't already. And that is our segment. 
you stupid dick. You lost your damn mind, and I'm going to help you find it. Shut your mouth. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is the part of the show. It's pretty much brief, but it's the part of the show where we pretty much, you pretty much submit unpopular wrestling opinions over on Patreon, not Patreon, Discord, discord.com, Grush Digital. Uh, it is something that I, I hope you guys can do more over time. We only got one submission this week. Uh, I once again, I'm once again switching it up, asking some out of pocket questions or whatever, but this person has. No interest in seeing Sammy defeat Roman Reigns for the World Championship at WrestleMania because I'm pretty sure if you've been on social media, a lot of people have been uh, hyping that up, saying, "Oh, what if it isn't Cody that go that goes against Roman? What if they just they do a basically a Daniel Bryan WrestleMania 30 match and let him get so over to where he upsets Roman for the title?" This person has no interest at all. Do we have any interest and why? I guess I can start with you. Do you have any interest in seeing Sami Zayn defeat Roman Reigns? Your unbiased opinion, not your bias towards Roman. I mean, like, do you long long term wise, do you do you have any interest of seeing Roman uh lose the title to Sami after two years? Like, do I, you, I mean, do you, do you, I, I kind of don't want that to go down like that. However, in the event. I kind of would want to see like how far like could Sammy go with it. If he's if he's given that opportunity, I'm not against that. I mean that'd be cool. Like that's another, you know, elevation in his career. Like that's not, you know, a bad thing. However, you know what I'm saying? Like it could be a twist to it cuz you know, let's not forget like you still got Jay Uso. So mm. main event Jay Uso. Main event Jay Uso. So, I mean Who's to say if, you know, like, let's say, like, prime example, let's say, like, if Roman leaves, because I know eventually he's going to do that. But if in the event when he does, when that time hit, like, who's going to step up and keep it going? So, you know, like, I I wouldn't mind it. If they if it happens to be to a point where if it goes between, if it go down between uh, Jay and Sammy to get the titles, like, I'm just saying. Or, you know, I... It, it, it's it's just a lot of it's it's it feels like a lot of what ifs for in, right. in my opinion yeah it's pretty much as as wrestling fans we're pretty much all that's all we do is speculate and see where we can go with this but in it as far as me my interest i it, for a short term i can i want to see it like you said what what they do with it i want to see what they what they're going to go with long term do i see him ha- like because the way they built Roman up to the point where he's pretty much untouchable, when uh-huh. he ta- whoever takes him down, they have to build whoever takes him down to the point where it doesn't feel like a downgrade, if that right. makes sense. Right. Like it, it needs to be believable, and Sammy feels believable for a feel good moment, uh-huh. but as somebody who's long term and. And just somebody who I who I see being the next face of the WWE. No, I I, I don't see that. that I that want to, but I don't see Sammy as like like that's what I'm saying. They pretty much built it up to the point where the next person to take the titles off Roman has to be a big deal. Mm-hmm. It has to be. He has to be be a the next face, the next. Mm-hmm. 
person to do interviews and all that stuff. Whatever Roman does now, they has to be able to where Roman takes that step back. Mm-hmm. It has to be big. And I can see them building Cody up to do that. I can see that them build, I can see them building Kevin Owens up to do that. But Sammy is like, I'm not finna discount Sammy Zayn's worth because I want I wouldn't mind seeing him get his flowers. I wouldn't mind right, seeing him get right. Get, getting because he's been pretty much one of the brightest spots of the WWE besides Roman and the Bloodline mm-hmm. and Sasha and Bailey when when they were when they were together with Sami Zayn his his uh conspiracy theorist gimmick in the in the um the Thunderdome era was some of the most entertaining stuff looking back in hindsight and then when he joined the Bloodline he's been one of the most talked about and most like down to earth people to keep you interested in that in that in that uh in that i guess you say faction because it was getting to a point where you were questioning or it was getting to the point where it was getting a little repetitive with the bloodline so now that he's there and he's basically he's making roman important while also making the others feel important mm-hmm. we, mm-hmm. we can give him his they can give him his flowers and give him and, and take the towel on roman but if I will only accept that if it was just one title with Roman. They have two. Yeah, that's what I mean by that. That's why I'm glad you brought that up because, like, I literally was like, I mean, maybe one is cool, but two, that's that's a lot. That's what I'm saying. It's like they need pushing it. They're gonna have to have somebody to step in to the point where Roman be like, okay, now I could I could go. I'm I'm not not worried. They need to get to that point where they need to ununify those titles because <laughs> it's, he was like, yeah, I, I can go home. I can chill out now. Like, if I'm this good. was just the because to me, if this was just the universal title, I would be, I wouldn't be like, oh, okay, but Raw desperately needs a world champion. Yeah, that's true. Like, shout out to the U.S. title; they've been trying to make it as important, and it is important, but. Mm, that world title though, that's the damn. world title is a whole different ball game. So. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we have we it's, it's, that's our that's our thoughts on that on Sami Zayn becoming uh I guess you could say becoming the next person. Like some people don't have interest and some people do. It's interesting to see where they go from there. And that was your uh Unpopular opinion slash, I guess to say, out of pocket. It's it's pretty much gonna become an untitled theme, uh, untitled segment because at this point, it's just whatever we feel like talking about. But you guys can always submit it on over on Discord. I typically try to uh, at everybody in the Discord to enter to submit their their questions in that certain thread. And if you don't, you can always join the chat here live whenever we go on YouTube, and you can give your unpopular opinions, and we'll we'll react to it. But uh. Yeah, that's all we got for you in the unpopular opinions, and we might as well go ahead because, all right, now it's time to step back in time as we are part, we're catching up with WWE SmackDown from September 18th, 2003 headline where Kurt Angle and Brock Lesnar competed in a quote-unquote, and I use air quotes, 60-minute Ironman match for the WWE Championship. We kicked off the show with Vince McMahon in front of well before we, we, we start about this, what did you think in summary without giving too much away? What did you think about this show? I I kind of low-key liked it. Okay. I did too, because uh 
And one thing I noticed, like they was trying to the 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 most important part of this entire show was the main event. So you can tell that anything before they was trying to rush through. Mm-hmm. You, you can you can kind of pick that up. Immediately. I was rushing through some of it too. <laughs> you really didn't. The funny thing is, you really didn't have to because when I I watched it when I got off from this show, I literally watched it today, and I was I sat down and I'm like, whoa, this show's over because <laughs> mm-hmm. it was that quick. It, I didn't even have to speed through. I didn't speed through nothing. But I did take some notes, though, so prepare for quite the show. Uh, we kicked off the show with Vince McMahon in front of the backdrop that you'd see if you're taking prom pictures. It was blue, and it was it just looked weird. Uh, <laughs> he said this, and I quote, Whether you're an avid WWE fan or not, for the first time ever on broadcast television, you will witness two incredible world-class athletes attempt to raise the bar on their predecessors and challenge those who would dare to follow. SmackDown presents the one-hour Ironman matchup. Tonight, you'll see the first Olympic gold medalist in WWE history, Kurt Angle, the champion, challenged by Brock Lesnar. Nice little hype up up there. Until just as Vince finished, the Undertaker interrupted and stared a hole in this man, reassuring him (laughs) that he's not here to interfere in the Ironman match because he got too much respect for the championship. Then that but I got no respect for you because I know it was you, Vince. It was you that sent Brock after me in my title match against Angle. And you know me well enough, Vince. I don't forgive. And I sure don't forget. Vince's dramatic ass looked like he was he pissed his pants again. All right. And, <laughs> like, dude. And then, after, and then after that, we got the SmackDown cold open. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Which SmackDown theme song? I know it ain't nothing modern. Modern shit is trash. Mm-hmm. But which one is your favorite SmackDown thing? The I Want It All or the uh, Beautiful People or the SmackDown 2000 where they was like, yeah, boom, 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 boom. I don't know how to do it, but dun, 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 dun. Gosh, I can't even I can't I, I, remember. I, I, and I do, I ain't gonna lie, I do like the old version, like for sure. The, so, the Beautiful People? It, it, it probably is that the I probably had to hear the whole thing, or probably like the one that came a little bit after that. But the one I, I got to figure it out. When I find it, then I'll know exactly. We'll probably we'll probably dedicate a moment where we just try to rank our favorite. I uh, I know one thing. I do miss the fist because <laughs> right now <laughs> now all we got is the big Titan drum. Right, like can we <laughs> please put the fist back? They the tried to, they, well, they did. They gave us a digital fist. They gave us a digital fist, and I was mad. I was mad, bro. I was mad, bro. But I like this theme song. It kind of got me high. I want it all. S, that's the sex. What's up, sex? I want it all. It's the best. Come on. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. And then I had to think about it. I was like, oh, yeah, this was another intro of theirs, too. I feel like SmackDown. SmackDown had like 20 of the same intro. Yeah, just, yeah like I said, like, is this the same song? Like <laughs> now the, the last song, the last show we reviewed, it was the the beautiful people. Because it was 2002. They I think they changed to I Want It All in like the end of 2002 to like 2003, something like that. Because yeah. Uh SmackDown comes to you live from the RBC Center on the campus of North Carolina State University with Michael Cole and Tassel commentary hyping up Lesnar versus Angle in the main event. Kicking off the season premiere of SmackDown is 
<laughs> Who's that jumping out the sky? Are you why Mysterio? Uh, SmackDown is uh, cruising. Let him do a throwback when the Royal Rumble hit next year. I'm gonna need him to go ahead and hop out that stage. Do that. Like, come on, man. Come on. Need him to tap back in time and do that for the Royal Rumble. Hop out the stage. You got them Detroit become human knees. Come on. Old school music. Bring that back. You got them knees. We got. We know you got them new knees. So come on now. Hop us. Hop us out. The new knees. But uh, it was announced that this was being a tag team match with his partner, Chris Benoit. Uh, their opponents to, are Tajiri while hyping up the upcoming Cruiserweight title match on the next episode. And uh, the man beats Rhino. That was, uh, that, was, that was interesting right there. Uh, the match was... The, Benoit started the match with Tajiri, a little stiff exchange between the two until Benoit got caught in the tarantula with the ref holding Ray back. And then the heels got the one up on Benoit where Mysterio made the hot tag and went crazy on the moves, floating all over the place like a little uh little hot air balloon, just saying Phew. Phew. you call a hot air balloon. <laughs> <laughs> Benoit had the ref distracted after getting some shots in on Tajiri. Mysterio was fighting back against Rhino until Tajiri ran in and attempted to miss on Ray. But he ducked and the mist connected with Rhino and Benoit took care of Tajiri briefly until Ray connected with a 619. And then Benoit hit a final German before Ray connected with another 619 on the blinded Rhino. And then he dropped the dime to the back of the neck and Ray Mysterio pinned Rhino to pick up the win for his team. They were basically using this match to build up basically the cruiserweight match for next week. And this was a fun little opener right there. Uh, it was it was. It was it was proving the point where I was saying moments ago where they was literally they was speeding through everything to kind of save for that main event and give them time to breathe. That's what I actually did. Like I was watching it, so I so actually I started out watching it last night, and then like I woke up today, and then all of a sudden I was like, eh, let me go back from where I left off, and then I end up like doing exactly that, but at the same time, like I was like, okay, um gotta deal with family stuff so that's not so bad but then at the same time I didn't feel so good so I was just like <sighs> like at that point I was like okay I'm gonna get from where I left off and I'm hurry up and get this at this main event because right now <laughs> I was like that's what I'm here for. Then all of a sudden, when I just let it stay there I was like hey I ain't gonna touch it then I was just like okay this is actually not that bad it actually went a, a little yeah. a quicker than I thought because <laughs> uh, we'll talk about it when we get there because uh, I, I got you covered on the rest of the show but I got you covered on this part uh, after this match they hopped up the car some more with Los Guerreros challenging the world's greatest tag team for the tag team titles back from the break we get a glimpse at the Rocks GQ magazine and I just and I was just sitting there I was like I'm gonna read this magazine cover because this was so 2003 LeBron James get his first suit Californication, Schwarzenegger's lust for power. And I'm Dang. like, this was definitely a, a 2003 headline. Uh, then next up, we, uh, <laughs> Michael Cole said a bar. He said, next up from GQ cover guy to Playboy cover girl, Tori Wilson. I swear we, it's like, this is the arrow Tori Wilson. Cause I'm like, every, every show has Tori Wilson in, yeah. in yep. the show. And I, and I'm not mm-hmm. complaining. Uh, 
It's a two-on-one match. Uh, WWE is sponsored by the new Limp Biscuit album. Have you listened to anything outside of Rolling from Limp Biscuit? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> like literally no. <laughs> like I've listened to Addicted to Crack. I just said, did he make anything else? Yeah, they made the, the theme song for WrestleMania. Okay. I'm addicted to crack. Go three, two, one. Oh, yeah, he, okay. yeah, he, he made a whole song. He was addicted to crack. I'm, I'm, See, that's I probably guess. why I ain't listen to it. It's self-explanatory. <laughs> Messing up, uh, man. <laughs> and, I mean, like, uh, you mean like, because I'm just like, crack, like, like, define that word. That's a very... <laughs> You got to be careful on your choice of words. Like, you mean crack as far as, like, you know, I'm addicted to cracking under pressure. Like, I can handle it. Or, you know, you doing a little crack. Uh, it's that crack. The name of the song is Crack like, Addict. You know, oh, okay. Well, never mind. That, that means. That just, <laughs> well, too late now. Like, <laughs> you have an IRS uh, case. <laughs> the show is also sponsored by WrestleMania, WWE WrestleMania 19, the video game for the Nintendo GameCube. Have you ever had a GameCube? Yeah. Oh, it okay. wasn't mine. It was my cousin's, but yeah. Uh, I had one. Uh, I, it. <laughs> I, lost, I, I lost it when, when I had to move my stuff out when my stuff out of my grandma's house after she died. So I, I only had that GameCube no more. I, I need to buy one because I feel like I buying some old game. I need to buy my own GameCube. And also by the rundown, Cut to the Chase, September 26th. Uh, I'm guessing that was a movie that yeah, I with never the saw. Rock. Oh, 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 wait. Is that that uh -huh. terrible movie? It's 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 when he um he like he wanted to leave I guess like bounty hunting behind like alien and, all like, that stuff a chef or something like that and like cook or something but he had to end up finding uh this white boy he had to catch his white boy and all the way in like Brazil or something like that it's funny it had to be a terrible it had to be a terrible movie because I didn't remember it. <laughs> Like, I ain't gonna lie, though. When I had my days, I was like, you know, I just want to watch something. I'll go to it, like, every now and then. I'll just watch it because it's still funny to me. Because it's just, well, one character in there, I think he's, like, Filipino or something like that. Him and The Rock, they be scrapping. So, I'm like, yeah, I, I'll watch it for that thinking fight. About long yard? Are you thinking about long, talk that Long Yard thing? Where he was a, he was a, a sheriff coming back to town? Or no, that that's, not the whole, mm -mm. that's not Walking Tall. That's not Walking Tall. Okay, mm -mm. so... That means I, barely, I that means I really don't remember this movie. Because <laughs> I'm like, wait, is, oh are you talking gosh. about? Are you talking mm, about walking walk tall? Oh, oh. <laughs> damn! damn. Uh, uh, <laughs> that is uh, so funny. Tori's partner is Nidia, accompanied to the ring by Dawn Marie. Uh, they will face off against Shaniqua after she took out Dawn Marie. Uh, last week, Shaniqua demanded this after being hit in the back with a chair, which she literally shrugged off. Uh, Shaniqua came, made her way out with the Basham brothers, and I was like, "This was deep into the dominatrix gimmick, or she Definitely. dominated them white boys." Definitely. And I'm like, "Yo, yeah. if you, if you just, <laughs> whoa!" I was so like, she was, "She was basically Jay Cargill before Jay Cargill Jay existed, Cargill. right?" <laughs> Literally, because wow, um, I was like, "What now?" And then what happened? Like, I was like, "How come I really wasn't paying attention to that?" When <laughs> I saw her, I was like, "Whoa!" 
being small and stuff. I said, how did I not know about this? Like, whoa. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, before Sonequa could even get in the ring, they jumped her as she entered, and they dominated this Amazon, as Michael Cole called her, but that didn't last long. Sonequa dominated both women until she tossed out Tori, and they hit a powerbomb on Nita to pick up the win. That's literally all I wrote. Yeah. That's all I paid it. <laughs> <laughs> After the match, Sneaker attacked Don Marie. After the match, she attacked Don Marie and drove her head first into the ring post. Uh, yeah, she was. That's literally all I wrote from this match. Uh, and I wrote down, I said, "Wow, she whooped their asses like they owed her money." Nah. Next up, backstage, yeah. Stephanie. <laughs> you Next know up, what? Backstage. Before you get into that, I, for some odd reason, I used to have this thing where, okay, so remember at the time, like when we did have WWE.com and they let you like watch like all the like shows and all that stuff, all the throwbacks and everything like that when it was WWE before they switched to Peacock. You talking about so, network? The network? Yeah, the network, yeah. So what was funny is I used to do it where I'd be like, okay, I'm going to go back, go back to like the old school Raw, old school SmackDown. And like I'll watch like one episode of Raw first and then like when you find out like they doing something where they go to SmackDown and act a fool over there, I'm like, okay, stop this. Now I got to go to SmackDown and watch this. And I'll be going back and forth. And then I was like, okay, you know what? I'm just you can't even do that now. I know. <laughs> I'm like, you know what? Let me just go to Raw and just go from season one and work my way all the way up. <laughs> Are you going back to 94? Yeah. Like, me and my brother, well, like, way, way back. Like, when, like, like the... it was, like, on the scene. Like, we went all the way back and trying to, like, go from there and then, like, go ahead. The same thing I'm going to do with SmackDown. I already just, done started. Just avoid... Just avoid 95 and 96 because you will be bored. Anything in 1994, 95, 96, you will be bored. (laughs) But backstage, Stephanie McMahon uh, is signing over Sable's face with a Sharpie while promoting the Iron Man match. They basically was just keep plugging the Iron Man match the entire night with all the dialogue here. Uh, Vince, Sable, and Big Show walk in on her without knocking, and Vince says he doesn't have to. Vince applauds her for getting in the ring with Brock Lesnar instead of quitting. Stephanie said, it wasn't smart, but you can't make me quit. And then Big Show, for some reason, grabbed her arm and just snatched her up. And I'm like, hey, bro, what are you doing? (laughs) And Vince said, hey, man, chill out. I got it. And he'll make her quit. Vince started talking about getting kicked in the balls by her. And Stephanie basically said, cut the shit. Why don't you just fire me and get it over with? And Vince said, because I don't want to do it when I want to do it. I want to do what I want to do. This is basically the start of their build-up to their I Quit match at No Mercy next month. Because they kept dropping quit. I, I will not quit. You can't make me quit. I'm like, so basically, this is just build to the I Quit match. Uh, then we go to Mercy. They welcomed back. They welcomed us back and I and said it was the home of the Wolfpack. And I started humming the NWO Wolfpack theme song for about five minutes. Dun, 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 dun. Wolf packs back because of mass destruction. Just to see the bad boy. Anyway, uh, we got a recap of the first Angle Lesnar match at WrestleMania 19, and they highlighted the shooting star press where Brock missed and how he left his WWE champion. They then cut to SummerSlam where Brock Lesnar tapped out to lose the WWE title. Uh, oh no, to, re- to for or Kurt Angle retained the WWE title, making their series go one and one. Brock lost the title at Vengeance the month before before he turned heel, 
And that's why he turned here because he was obsessed with winning the WWE title. Uh, then we cut backstage. Eddie Guerrero is backstage just rubbing his United States title like, like he was just lusting after it until Chavo Guerrero enters the frame. They reunited after Chavo's injury and long after Eddie turned on to Jerry and they proclaimed that they will win the gold for Grandma Guerrero. They got to do it for Grandma. WWE Rewind is brought to you by THQ's WWE WrestleMania 19. They showed the ending to the parking lot brawl. Have you seen that parking lot brawl in a minute? Between Eddie Guerrero and John Cena? You're, you're muted. Uh-oh. Stand by. <laughs> Did you press the button? Can you hear me now? There you go. There okay. You go. <laughs> like, whoa, wait a minute. Let us try let us try that one more time. <laughs> did you did you see the parking lot brawl between uh John Cena and Eddie Girl for the US title? I saw a little bit. Like, I haven't seen that match in We might watch that for the next uh watching vibe. Uh okay. I haven't seen that. I haven't seen that parking lot brawl in years. I think the last time I saw that was two thousand and 15? Okay. So it's been a minute. I might have to just refresh it all over again because I remember watching it like when I was like little, like all the way through. But then it's like when I think about it, like to like now, I saw I caught like maybe like a little bit when I like try to like go back and like watch it all over again. I caught like a little bit of it. I'm like, oh. gotcha. I'm like, gotcha. I might have to uh, do that. Just sit and just, <laughs> just reminisce. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But John Cena, after this highlight, um, John Cena's up next, responding to what went down. What's this junk that John keep you doing? That oh, the word life. You, yeah, like I had to pull. I was like, I had he to, had to do this. I, I had to pull out the subtitles. He uh, had to bring that back. I had to pull out the subtitles because he was deep in his uh, vanilla ice Eminem. Yep, era. I had to do it uh, too. <laughs> I like how they shot. Like you mentioned, they shot him starting with the pose. With mm-hmm. his shadow, all you saw was his shadow. You was like, "Oh, this dude about to be on some bullshit." <laughs> I said, "Here we go with another freestyle." <laughs> and I wrote this down. I said, "He said, <laughs> he said this." I underestimated the Guerreros. I don't know what to say, bro. Screw no, no, scratch that. Let me try it one more time. I underestimated the Guerreros. I don't know what to say, bro. Dudes are better with cheating than Ben Affleck is with J-Lo. I don't got the U.S. title, but I didn't lose any steam. Screw Ted Turner and the Braves. I'm the Americans team. John Cena's more American than silicone strippers. And I, 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 I had to pause it right there, and I had I just corpsed. I just could not. <laughs> John Cena is more American than silicone strippers. What? Bro. <laughs> Bro. I was like, oh gosh. <laughs> this is, you definitely did this on a whim. Cause, come on, my guy. Leaving cats dead in their tracks from heart attacks like John Ritter. And I'm like, who the fuck is that? <laughs> I had to hit that. Who the fuck is that? Who is this? Who is this? Who is this? What is the meaning of this? <laughs> what is the meaning of this here? Uh, 
<laughs> and next week, John Cena fulfills his patriotic duty. I'll be higher than hippies at 420. Hey, we're not hippies. Hey, 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 hey. Watching a Cheech and Chong movie. We're not, we're not, we're not hippies. Don't He's call like, them yeah. that. <laughs> and I'm an American thug standing on top of this building. I said, American what? You're an American thug? Boy, if you don't get... <laughs> I said, yeah, I said, that's a very, I, I was like, oh, I was like, dang, John was really going through it. Like, you are, you were such a troubling young man back then, huh? I'm an American thug. Stop the cap. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Stop the cap. <laughs> I'm an American thug. I'm an American thug standing on top of this building, leaving all the opposi opposition dead like Saddam Hussein's children. And I just stared like, yeah, huh? <laughs> like, I, I, you know, I liked John Cena growing up and I was just like, whoa, like, I, I think the reason why I stared, I the, the reason why I stared is because then he announced at Extreme Rules one year that somebody was terminated. Wasn't it? Wasn't it him? He did. Was it Saddam Hussein at Extreme Rules like 2011 after he won the WWE title? He just stood on the announce table and started and announced that that America terminated or brought someone to a permanent end like he did that shit. I'm like, bro, you announcing this shit before everybody else knows? Right. What? But this was literally a 180 from that. This was a 180 from that. Uh, and then after after reading all that, oh, he ended with the word life thing. Uh, after reading all that, all I wrote was, "What the fuck are you talking about, Jonathan?" <laughs> Jonathan <laughs> said the whole man named Jonathan, like Jonathan, Jonathan Felix, Jonathan Anthony, <laughs> Anthony Felix Senior. You know, John whole Jr. government, like, you know, junior, like a junior at that. Damn, like, yeah. come your daddy on. did you like that? All right, uh, I don't know. Up next, the WWE tag team titles are on the line. The champions are already in the ring, basically, as a way to save time for the main event. Los, Los Guerreros got a full entrance. Love that low rider from Eddie. This was Los Guerrero's first match together since Chavo's injury. Both Eddie and Chavo had their chance to show off what they can do against the champions. Both back from commercial break, and Los Guerrero's are in full control of the champions still, with Eddie just looking so smooth in the ring every time I see that man wrestle. I'm I still I'm still mad that I took my break during his when he was at his peak. Like I remember him in 99, 2000, but then I took a break from wrestling and came back in 06 and he was long dead. Um after a while, the champions found a way to bounce back from with uh, Shelton Benjamin hitting a super kick on Chavito, Chavo Guerrero's previously injured uh, bicep. And it was that kick where the champions found, it was a super kick where the champions found their target. Eddie finally got the hot tag after a brief misstep from the ref not seeing it. You know that whole gimmick where they tag, but then the ref don't see it and they pull him back and he went crazy. Uh, Eddie was about to hit the frog splash, but he rolled through because Charlie Haas got out of the way and he took out Haas and a frustrated Haas grabbed two steel chairs, one as a way to distract the ref long enough for Shelton Benjamin to hit or at least attempt to hit Eddie 
with the other one, but Eddie Duck and Chavo came out of nowhere and clipped the hell out of Shelton's knee. I'm like, bro, you literally just took this whole man's kneecap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you just threw your whole shoulder into this man's knee. Los Guerreros then double teamed Haas and folded that man up like a pretzel, like the the commentary said. He was knocked out. He was, I don't know if that was supposed to happen or not, but he was done. Uh, Chavo hit a brain buster on Haas before Eddie hit a frog splash to pick up the win and got new WWE Tag Team Champions with Eddie Guerrero being the double champion. They got the gold for Grandma Guerrero. Shout out to, to Los Guerreros. And then this was pretty much done the final match until the Iron Man match, which took up the rest of the broadcast. Uh, we had final hype uh, keys to victory, which I like personally. Uh, for Brock Lesnar, use that strong st- style Numerous F5s channel rage, and for Kurt Angle, he should slap on that ankle lock first and hurt Brock immensely. Matt game, no angle slam. They it was it, they was literally hyping this up as a sport. It was literally hyped up as like the like a a big deal. Before we start though, WWE Smack of the Night presented by Clearasil, the acne defense clean cleanser. Clearasil, clearly looking better. Have you ever used that? I did. Hmm. Nah, I just wash my face and then and, 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 and then I found proactive, and then that helped a whole lot. And then after a while, I just started drinking water. Yeah, you know that that can help. And I was like, a lot. you know what? I'd rather do that than you know try to waste all my time trying to do this and do this washing, this moisturizing. Not saying that's bad, but no, I don't still wanna, moisturize. I still moisturize. I still have to moisturize. But I ain't got to, like, do a whole lot of stuff and just overdo a lot. I'm cool. Drink my water and moisturize. I'm good. But this uh, cleanser that nobody uses anymore, they recapped the Brock Lesnar versus Stephanie McMahon match where Brock dominated and was about to literally hit Stephanie in the face with the steel steps. He he just yeeted them bitches at her face. But she moved, so that was a plus. Uh. Then uh, they basically finally built it up. The first time on broadcast television, but at the time, only th- third time until up until that point. The other two being Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart at um, Mania 12 and Triple H, The Rock at Judgment Day 2000. They were hyping this up all night as a big deal, which I mean, it was at the time with everyone in the locker room watching on in their respective locker rooms. Brock Lesnar makes his entrance out first looking yoked out of his mind. Once again, the Roy's were Roy. Uh, superstar with the most pinfalls at the end of the 60 minutes will be WWE champion fall score by pinfall submission, disqualification, or countout. After each fall, there will be a 15-second designated rest period. Then Kurt Angle enter makes his w- way to the ring with the with minor you suck chance. I never understood that at the time of them doing that when he's a baby face, but it's the crowd being the crowd. It was a you tapped out chant directed at Brock Lesnar, which doesn't sit well with the beast because he tapped out at SummerSlam. And Brock just attacked Angle just as the bell rang after some intense exchange. Angle stood his ground with Brock Lesnar taking his time on the outside, selling the knee. Brock was once again out-wrestled by Kurt and rolled outside the ring, frustrated, teasing, using the steel steps, but he stopped himself, stalling outside the ring even further. The first, Then I, I looked at the clock. It was 60 minutes, and I look up in the first five minutes of the of the match eclipse, and I'm like, what? Uh, neither man had, had a, a fall with Brock taking control until Kurt Angle regained control and sent Brock crashing to the floor. Once again, Brock lured Kurt out and went on the attack and sent that man into the steel post. 
Brock grabbed a steel chair and attacked Kurt Angle's dread. He, he, he clocked that man to the face, causing the DQ and gave the first fall to Kurt Angle. And I was like, what? Why? Right. Those those 15 seconds did nothing for Kurt as they went by fast as hell. Kurt Angle struggled to his feet, but Brock Lesnar picked him up and hit the F5 on Angle, tying the match up one and one. And I was like, oh, that's why he did it. Because the blatant DQ was to weaken Kurt Angle. Brock then went on toying around with the champion at this point. And then Brock locked in the ankle lock on Angle, and Kurt tapped out, leading the match two to one. And I wrote down, at this point, I knew this match wasn't going the full hour from our point of view because of commercials when the clock was 47 46 during the first break and when it came back it was 44 minutes Dang. i'm like where the fuck did those three minutes go oh. <laughs> uh back from the break kurt trying to fight back but that wasn't happening during the break brock hit the olympic slam for a near fall further playing mind games with the champion kurt quickly got out of the way of a charging brock and regained control fighting back and hitting back-to-back brutal german suplexes Brock was selling his ass off until Brock sent him crashing to the floor, furthering his assault on the champion. Kurt tried to fight back, but Brock Lesnar caught him and hit the F5 on the floor with thin padding, so he knocked him out to a holy shit chant. It wasn't bleep, so I'm pretty sure they probably gave us the original feed. Uh, Brock crawled back in the ring and took the count out fall, bumping it up three to one into the commercial break. Back from the break, the clock went from 39.40 to 36.07. I was like, oh, okay, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> With Kurt Angle fighting back after popping popping off two belly-to-belly suplexes on Brock. And Brock was just selling his ass off of this man. He really was. After he was. some – he really – like, like the way this man was just dumping on his, on his back, I'm like, bro, what are you – he don't do that shit now. He does it very few, but he don't do it now. Crazy. After some control again by Brock, Kurt bounced back with an angle slam out of nowhere, bumping the score three to two, still with Brock in the lead. And then I wrote down, Kurt Singlin went from red, white, and blue to red, gray, and blue. Them boys are tussling. Angle dropped the straps and went for the Olympic slam, but Brock reversed and went for the F5, but Angle reversed into the ankle lock, but Brock rolled through and Kurt caught himself before from hitting the ref. But Brock hit that man instead with a full body clothesline, just yeeted that man's head off his shoulders. And when Angle hit the the slam, on, no one was there to count. And when Kurt tried to pick him up, Brock hit a low blow on the champion. With the ref down, no DQ was called for, and Michael Cole went to a frenzy uh, a bit while Brock was stalking the timekeeper's area and yeeted one man. He literally... Michael Cole, then and now, just... he He be losing his pressure. (laughs) <laughs> that man stayed like if it's dominant Mysterio or Brock Lesnar, he just yelling at, at, at anybody. Uh, but bro, but Brock yeeted uh this man from the timekeeper's area. Like he literally just threw that man halfway out there, but he picked up the title belt. Brock Lesnar hit Kurt Angle with the belt to the skull, knocking him out before literally tossed, like he literally yeeted this grabbed this man up, kind of like he did at Extreme Rules in 2012. He literally picked this man up by his pants and just tossed him into position. <laughs> and Brock Lesnar pinned Kurt Angle to bump the score four to two, and that was another commercial break. And back from the commercial break went from twenty nine ten to twenty five oh five with <laughs> with Angle still reeling until he was fighting back, sending Brock shoulder first into the steel steps. And then I wrote down that missile drop kick. 
that Kurt hit on Brock in the chin. Like he literally just threw his whole body. After more t- intense back and forth, Brock Lesnar went to this went to bring Steel Steps back into the ring, but Kurt Angle dropped kicked the Steel Steps into the face of Lesnar with those steps just flying halfway across the floor. Kurt tried to pick up the fall, but Brock kicked out, and then Kurt regained control with 18:30 on the clock into the next commercial break, and then back from the com- final commercial break, the clock went from 18:17 to 14:28. We just lost four whole minutes of this Iron Man match with Brock Lesnar yeah. now up five and two. And all I wrote and all I could write down was, all right, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> <laughs> like, what, what are we doing here? What are y'all doing? Like, what's this time going? Like, what like what, what are we doing here? Like, how long were these commercial breaks at in 2003? Jim crazy. Michael Cole said, here's what happened during the break. Brock Lesnar hit a massive superplex on Angle and Brock gained the pinfall. And now we're less than 15 minutes. And I'm like, all right, let me just stop paying attention to this because this, this, I feel like this clock is going to annoy me. Brock was going for an F5 into the ring post, but Kurt reversed it and hit his own version on Brock. Barely broke, and he barely broke the 10 count. Brock was selling the hell out out of that, that bumper to me. And I would too because <laughs> that did not look fun. <laughs> and in the ring, Kurt Angle locked in a single leg Boston Crab on Brock to the damaged knee, but when Brock made it to the ropes, Kurt pulled him back into the ankle lock, but Brock once again made it to the rope. And an overzealous Kurt Angle was caught mid-air by Brock Lesnar, and he was hit with a, another F5. And after some selling and delay from Brock, Kurt Angle kicked out at two. Brock was climbing to the top, shades of his WrestleMania crash and burn, but Kurt bounced up. And hit an avalanche belly to belly for the pinfall, taking the score three to five. But Brock still in the lead. And then I look up again at the clock. Less than ten minutes. Somebody is lying. Mm. After another brief exchange between the two, Kurt Angle grabbed the ankle ankle again for the ankle lock. And after some fighting, Brock Lesnar finally tapped with it, going four to five. And then they had Michael Cole hype up that UPN remember UPN, would mm-hmm. allow them overtime if they were tied, and I already knew that was cap. I already knew. Stop the cap. With less than four minutes on the clock, I was like, what the fuck? Uh, yeah. <laughs> less, now, when, I, were, when I saw that, I said, uh-uh. I literally was like, okay, it's time for me to just skip a little bit. No, 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 no. You didn't have to skip. That's the funny thing, because it went from 10 minutes to four minutes. They literally cut down, like, they literally skipped the whole... I was like, all right, what the <laughs> fuck going on? Uh, with less than four minutes on the clock, Kurt Angle is scrambling to force Brock Lesnar to tap out again. And I'm looking at the clock, and I'm like, why is this dude going for submissions? Whoop his ass and pin him, Kurt. I was literally into this match. I was like, why are you going for submissions? Whoop his ass. Uh, Kurt getting frustrated with Brock running away. 60 seconds on the clock, and then it's still... And Kurt, for some reason, still going for the German suplex. I'm like, pin this man. What are you doing? Lesnar grabbed the ref out of desperation and hit a low blow on Kurt. And I was like, all right, you motherfucker. You, you, you're you done, Kurt. And with 30 seconds on the clock, you would think 30 seconds on the clock, Kurt would go for a schoolboy. He would go for an ankle slam, a German. This motherfucker went for an ankle lock. Like, bro, he already didn't tap out. He, I'm like, bro, you, you, he, he, he went for the angle off for some reason, but Brock won't tap, and the bell rings with the time running out on Kurt Angle. 
awarding the win to Brock Lesnar because this dumbass went for a submission instead of a a, a, a brutal attack and then pinned him and, and went tie, and tied him up. Nope. Like, come on, my guy. <laughs> I wrote at the end of this match, I wrote down, Kurt, you dumbass, why didn't you just whoop his ass and pin him? Brock Lesnar survived the Iron Man match, and the show ends with Brock Lesnar as the new WWE champion and Kurt Angle frustrated in the ring. And that is SmackDown. But my overall thoughts on this show, literally, it was fun for what it was. Like, I didn't, I wasn't bored. I, I literally watched the whole thing without looking away. It wasn't an hour. I can tell you that right now. That Iron Man match oh, was no, probably, okay. that, was, that Iron Man match was probably 20 minutes. That's what I'm saying. It wasn't no hour. Like every time I look up and down, it was like the time just went down and down and down. I'm like, all right, <laughs> somebody lying, <laughs> somebody lying. Oh, on the little thing, I said this ain't no hour. No, I'm like, I'm like I said, I sat through the whole thing. I'm like, this is not an hour. This is literally 20, 30 minutes, if that. <laughs> but that is SmackDown from. 2003 i enjoyed it for what it was like i said uh fun fun show we might do these reviews more often in the future especially during season two so make sure you guys keep blogging that it concludes your retro review for smackdown 2003 60 minute iron man match <laughs> some, some bullshit <laughs> All right, all right, all right, all right. This is the part of the show where I turn everything over to the bandit for everything, chopping it up with the bandit. If she's feeling up to it, she can give me any information. But nice little uh, trigger warning. We are not talking about Kanye. We don't give a shit about Kanye. We're moving on. Take it away, I Queen was just saying, uh, talk about who? <laughs> exactly. Not on my <laughs> segment, we not. Yeah, we're not talking what about that. Do. Um, anyway, so see how like I do that transition right there? Anyway, <laughs> um, so I got a chance to finally sit down and go to the movies. I went yesterday. I went with my mom, my brother, and I finally sat down and we got a chance to see Wakanda Forever. So did I say I enjoyed this movie? I absolutely did. I actually did. Hey, yes, I'm not gonna lie. Yes, of course, I got emotional in a couple in in, in some spots. Yeah, I, I cried a little bit. Why wouldn't I? My thing is this: if you're not black, you wouldn't understand. So I'm I'm just gonna throw that out there now. But anyway, <laughs> but I really, really, I really, really did enjoy this one. Like seriously, I don't. I don't regret it at all. Like, I know a lot of people, they had their own little opinions to say. And you know what? I'm not going to, you know, fault you either. Your opinion is your opinion. But from my perspective, I really do like the fact of how the director put everything together. And so much so that I end up watching, like, a couple of interviews, like, after that. Like, with the cast, how they did. Um, They talked about, like, their experiences with the film and production, how they felt and things of that sort. And I was like, you know what? I'm not mad at y'all. Like it it is I think it is it, exactly what it was supposed to be. So I'm I'm not knocking it. 
I want to see what's next. That's for sure. So I am very, very excited, and I'm very, very proud of them and how they did that and how they respected Chadwick's wishes too as well. And his birthday was two days ago. So um, if he would have still would have been here, he would have been 46. He would have been 46 mm-hmm. years old. So I do like definitely, definitely, definitely like appreciate it and appreciate how the film turned out. Um, I did get a chance to sit down and watch all of Black Adam. I, I did that too. So that was great too. So I enjoyed that too. That's great. I like do you, that. Do you think Black Adam's going to save the DC universe? Uh, honestly, I I don't. I don't. I don't. It's it's too much. It's too much. It's They're a so lot, behind. Though. Like, They're so yeah, behind that's what I'm on saying. Marvel. Like, it's it's a lot. So I'm just like, I don't want to say that. However, I I do want to see him. I want I want to see him and Henry Henry scrap because I I'm like, oh, that's why he couldn't. Oh, okay, that that's why you're a little happy, but not in the Witcher four. It makes sense. All right, season for season four when it come out, that's why you're not gonna be in this one. All right, like. No, I, I think I think the reason why he's not in the Witcher because I think the, the the writers don't want him in. I think they something, but I don't think it's I know they're supposed to be replacing him though. They supposed to I guess replace him with Liam Hemsworth, which is Chris Hemsworth's brother, by the way. Y'all don't know who that is. That's Thor. So yeah, no, they say no, that on an article, and I was just like, I kind of tapped out on season two anyway because the yeah. plot was all over the place. So I was like, yeah, I'm not. I haven't really like got in that. I haven't, which is sad because I did finish season one and two, but I did not like tap into three. And that's because I was trying to finish uh, Jason. There's a season three? I think there's a season three, yeah. But I tried to tap in, I tried to finish up on Jason Moore C that was on Apple TV, which I end up finishing all of it. Ain't Batista in that? Yeah. He he showed he's like in season two. Oh, okay. I don't have Apple he TV, so good. I don't know. He did great. He yeah. did he did really Yeah, I don't good. have Apple the TV. The whole so series is good. It's just a little sad at a certain ending, but the whole series was good. In my opinion it was good. Um also I do have a couple segments that's supposed to be coming up for UFC. Um y'all can tell me if I'm saying these names right. I might not be, but I'm going to try my best because I got to play catch up on some of these fighters. That's for sure. Um, Thompson versus Holland. That's supposed to be going down this Saturday at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time um, at the Amway Center in Orlando, Florida. Um, there is uh, Canaanir uh, versus Strickland. It's supposed to be December 17th. 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time at the UFC Apex in Las Vegas, Nevada. Um, also, there's another one too. I believe December 10th at T-Mobile Arena. I oh gosh, I, I think I'm gonna butcher this person's name, but it's uh, Blackowitz versus Uncle Uncle or something like that. I totally forgot, but that's supposed to be Saturday, December 10th. I trust you. So I I definitely the the fight I want to see honestly is uh Kane and Nier versus Strickland. That's the fight I want to see. But mm-hmm. um also I want you guys to be safe out here. Please stay hydrated. Please um watch your surroundings. Please do that. Um also um it's cold out here, so make sure you bundled up. If you're sick, 
stay at home. Please stay your ass at home because it was a few people who was coughing. Stay at home. (laughs) Stay at home. Please stay at home. But um, other than that, that's pretty much what I've been dealing with for the past couple days. You know, still putting in meditation more often into my routine, which is a good thing. So I'm very, very appreciative that I got, I'm getting a chance to get back to that. Sometimes you need to take a break. Sometimes you need to, you know, work on your own self-care and that's okay to do that. Um, also it's okay to, you know, spend time with your friends and families, but make sure you have boundaries. Cause that's- you know, People think just because you always seeing them and seeing them all the time, they think it's okay to take revenge on you. And that's not what we're doing. And we definitely not doing that leading into next year. Like, I saw this comedian on Instagram today, and he was, like, making a joke. But, like, the person who, like, called him on his phone, he was like, oh, who is this? Oh, they don't want nothing. And then when he answered it, like, the person was just like, hello. And he was like, hello, how can you help me? And he was like, like completely throw the other person off guard. Like, what are you talking about? How can you help me? He's like, I thought it ain't, ain't the right phrase. How can I help you? No, that, that's not what I said. You helping me. How can I help you? Oh, no, no, no. That's, that's not what I said. I said, how can you help me? And then they said, I don't know. He said, well, I don't know either. And he hung up. He's like, I'm not doing that. We're not doing that. Mm-mm. You, you know, no. Like, I'm giving, 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 and you're not reciprocating. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. We're not doing that. <laughs> that sounds like me because I don't. I don't even. T- I got a lot of people's numbers I deleted my phone because uh. I had to do I'm that. Like, I had to I'm start like, doing I'm, that. Mm-hmm. I'm not finna keep texting you and you not responding. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. there's nothing for us to do. All right, be I back. Had to cut t- some stuff I had to cut ties. Let, let me tell you something. Another video I saw on social media today. This man was talking about how block plus delete equals peace. Like, I don't know how self-explanatory like how easier it can it can get like think about it sometimes you have to move yourself away from people who are toxic to your health and toxic of your energy if it's not if they're not trying to help you and benefit you to be a better version of you cut them off It's, 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 really, it's, it's. I mean, it's it, it's easier said than done. But once you start doing it, and once you start really loving yourself and you value yourself, then at that point, you just like, okay, now I know what I'm not gonna tolerate. I know what I'm not gonna deal with. Like how we say, you know, know your self worth. There, there's mm-hmm. a, there, there's a, there's a lot of weight that holds up to that phrase. Like you have to really spend time with yourself. Sometimes you have to analyze you find out what your problem is and what your triggers are and what unresolved trauma you may have that make you keep attracting the wrong people. You know, sometimes it don't be the other people's fault. Sometimes it be you. And so you have to, you know, you got to work on that and it's okay. It's all right. It's a, it's a part of the process. It's a part of you going through your own journey of, you know, healing and self-care and learning how to, you know, value you as an individual. Once you start doing that, then can't nobody take that away from you. But you got to do it first. You got to put forth the effort to do it first. Nobody's going to do it for you. 
And it's all right to have a great support system behind you, too, because it's going to be sometimes you're going to be feeling overwhelmed. You're going to feel like you by yourself. But the minute you come across people who are dealing with the same thing as you and they are there to help you and motivate you the right way. They're not trying to throw no shade. They're not trying to just, you know, um, use your wound as a jab all the time. Mm -mm. Then that lets you know that those are the people that you really have to be around. Because at the end of the day, they understand exactly what's going on. And they're just like, hey, like, I'm here to help you. Let's figure out what the issue is. Let's talk about it. Let's communicate. And what we can what can we do to move forward? What is going to be the solution? How can we, like, not make this a problem, make it easier for the both of us? So right. that's all I just want to say. I just want y'all to you know, be great. I want y'all to be good. I want y'all to, you know, be all right and treat people right and treat yourself right. Cause you only got one life to live on this earth. So, <laughs> you know, make the best of it while you can. 100%, 100%. And, uh, that's all we got for you. Speaking of 100%, that's all we got for you for today's episode of the Gresham Leaf Podcast. This was another solid and acceptable and successful edition of the episode of the Gresham Leaf Podcast. Uh, if you haven't already, make sure you follow us on social media at Gresh Unleashed. That is on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, which is at Gresh Unleashed Pod. That is on YouTube. As well as make sure you follow Miss Swallow here, the, the bandit herself, the queen of rebels. It's on social media, solo.to slash Swella for all of her direct links. Or you can follow, because I believe her Twitter is still private. She tried the whole public thing. It didn't work out. Y'all are weird. So she went back private. Uh, and I'm I'm public because I don't give a shit about what y'all say about say to me. I can say, I can say whatever the hell I want because I'm I'm eight, I'm 95% joking to make myself laugh and 5% It ain't I don't care. I just don't like weird people like trying to message me. I'd be like, what? Like, you know, you can do, you know, you can, yeah, I'm gonna have to start doing that too. I think I did yeah. do it. I don't know if I did it correctly, but I'm gonna have to go back. Yeah, I'll probably, yeah, when, whenever we link up in person, I'll probably have to just literally because I just be like, no, something. like, stop, like, don't stop. My thing is, this, if you're gonna tag me, tag me into stuff I like <laughs> or, or that, that I would. Sense. Or would be positive, would be cool. Don't be tagging me in a weird jungle and be like, what, what is this? To be honest like, with you, that's what I'm saying. Once you control your tag, I mean, your notifications, even if they tag you, you won't see it. Uh, unless you see it. Unless it's because I got it where I got it where I get notified if I'm following you. Yeah, that's, that's I get notified that's about you too. So that means if you I can tag me. You can, like, I don't know what that is. That means if I'm not following you, you can tag you can tag me in pictures. You can tag me in videos. You can you can at me all you want to. If I, if I'm not following you, I'm not gonna see. I have to search you mm-hmm. for me to see it. And that's not me being saying I'm better than anybody. It's just me maintaining and controlling my mental health because exactly <laughs> when it comes to social media, my mental health matters more mm-hmm. than this bullshit wrestling. Right? Mm-hmm. And I'm not even saying bullshit wrestling because I'm a fan of wrestling, but bullshit like wrestling fans. <laughs> like it's some wrestling fans out there that just don't know boundaries at all. And I'm like, I'm not feeling like you, even though I'm I'm not I'm not up there in the pecking order, like have a strong following, a massive following. You start, you start how you want you to be treated when you get that following from mm-hmm. when you start low. So if you don't want to be treated like where everybody just can say whatever they want out of pocket to you. Right. When you big, you start that you start you put you set those boundaries when you're when you're at a low point. 
But if you haven't already, make sure you follow her on social media. Make sure you follow uh, me on social media at Josh Gresham ORG, Joshua Gresham ORG on Facebook, and at Josh Gresham ORG on on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, well, not Facebook. Uh, Instagram, YouTube is uh, Gresh or Gresh Unleashed Podcast. Uh, www.greshunleashed.com. We just we just officially uh, finished um, Spotify Wrapped. For those who who use Spotify, that's been a trending thing for the weekend. So apparently, a, a few of you guys have me uh, have us listed as your number one podcast. I appreciate you guys for your undying support for this podcast, and and we are literally one ep- two episodes left for the year before we get up out of here until twenty twenty three. Next week will be another installment of the Gresham Leaks podcast, and then the 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 week after that will not be any reviews. It will be strictly dedicated to the end of the year awards and we're still we're still finalizing the categories i believe myself and highlight have narrowed it down to 23 categories that's why we say it's going to be dedicated to the entire episode instead of keeping you guys here long we're just going to save our final reviews of everything for the 8th which is next week and then we'll be back on the 15th and it will be a two-parter it will be it'll start here on the Gresham Leaks podcast and if we run out of time. It'll leave. It'll bleed right over to highlights podcast, lights of box podcast. Even though his release is different from mine, we we are live. He is tape delay, so his will be released whenever. But we're going to try to cover all of the major categories on this podcast, and then we'll just carry the rest over to his podcast. So you guys won't be scrambling for the results and it will and we're still kind of struggling if we want to make it viewer or listener interactive to where we just give you a link and you just po- vote on who you feel like i can tell you some categories we got male superstar of the year female superstar of the year we're still trying to finalize if we want to do non-binary superstar of the year or just have them categorize under their uh under their preferred uh uh, uh pronouns so we, we might put them on there and then we're going to have overall superstar of the year as well as best worst and overall theme song of the year uh uh surprise omg moment it's gonna have so much stuff you guys should check out make sure you guys also follow me on reddit uh at r slash r slash gresh and you post some funny things and hey you never know you might pop up on the podcast if you say something so out of pocket or do something so out of pocket we'll just react to it on the podcast but with that being said, I'm not going to keep you guys any more longer. We're literally winding down for the year. We appreciate you guys. I literally have knocked every accolade or or uh, not accolade, uh, goal out for 2022, 23. What I spend for these next two weeks is basically making goals for 2023. And with that being said, you guys stay safe out here for the holidays. Happy early birthday, mom, even though you probably don't, you probably don't listen to it. But happy early birthday. Her birthday is on Saturday. We're going to celebrate it on tomorrow. So more than likely, I won't watch SmackDown on Friday, or I'll probably watch it after I'm done. But we're going to we're going out to celebrate on, on Friday. And then Saturday we'll be I'll be celebrating highlight. So so much. And then I, then on, on Sunday, I'll be working. I'll be rapping for another show and then I'll be prepping for another show. And then on next week, I'll be out of town and we'll more likely be I'll be right back here in time for next Thursday for the Gresh Unleashed podcast. And with that being said, like I said, you got to stay safe out here in these streets and remember to always eat, sleep, flex, and repeat. We out. Be breezy. Bye, y'all.